Welcome to Invested in Our New Reality, a limited series podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs navigating the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Siobhan Haspel-McIntosh. I'm the diversity and belonging lead at Shopify, as well as a member of the board of directors for Invest Ottawa. And I'm really glad that you've chosen to join us for today's conversation. We are living through unprecedented times and there is so much uncertainty for communities, for businesses, for Canadians. In fact, uncertainty about where this pandemic will lead and what it means for all of us is one of the most destabilizing aspects of COVID-19. And that's why we've launched Invested in Our New Reality. This podcast will provide a platform for business leaders to share their experience of the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, to offer practical advice on leading through crisis, and candid observations about navigating the new reality. Invest Ottawa is proud to work with organizations of all types and sizes, from major multinationals to tiny startups and everything in between. Today, we're taking a different route to your podcast listening ears through your stomach. That's because my guest is Derek Cottenham, the head chef and founder of My Catering Group, which has become one of Ottawa's most successful catering companies, growing from the kitchen in Derek's suburban home to a large-scale commercial operation serving organizations and private clients across the national capital region. But COVID-19 has caused real upheaval for my catering group, and the company has been severely impacted. To talk to us about his experience of COVID-19, I'm so pleased to welcome Derek Cottenham to the podcast today. Derek, thank you for being on Invested in Our New Reality. Thanks very much for having me, Siobhan. Okay, so I always say this, let's just get right into it. Um, Derek, can you tell me a little bit about your business? Why did you start my catering group and how did you want to do things differently? I started the company in, in 2012 kind of uh, as more of a, more of a hobby. Um, I started doing it at uh, my family's uh, business, the Fireplace Center and Patio Shop. I was doing um, some cooking demonstrations on uh, some of their barbecues and smokers. And uh, I had a couple uh, people that were customers of that store kind of asked me if I could do it uh, at their house. And I did a few few gigs uh, here and there and it worked out really well and I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and I did that for, for a few years while uh, working at um, you know other restaurants and um, then it kind of, just became all-consuming, and I incorporated the business in July of 2014, uh, and we've been aggressively growing it uh, ever since. We've um, essentially been doubling our revenue uh, every year, um, and yeah, it's been going. Uh, it's been going really well. And tell me, like, how are you doing things differently than other catering companies that are out there? What sets you apart? Well, um, I, I definitely tell clients that, uh, you know, they're, the, the things that set us apart are, you know, one, we, we don't use uh, staffing agencies. So a lot, of, a lot of catering companies do use staffing agencies where it's not their staff. They're not vetted by, um, by the catering company uh, themselves. So, you know, you never necessarily know what you're, what you're going to get. All of our staff are, uh, you know, personally vetted by us or, um, other staff members that have sort of recruited them to, to work with us. So we have a very, um, large pool of, uh, of, 
of staff that uh, that we can draw on for for large scale events when we when we need uh, you know a lot a lot of people. Um, another thing that I would say that definitely differentiates us is uh, we cook everything on site, so we don't um, like a lot of catering companies will heat stuff and transport it, and then when they get to the event venue, they'll put it in. Um, what what we call in the industry a hot box and then serve it. Um, so it's not to say it's not still good, but it's not at its uh, optimal quality, I guess you could say. Um, and we also really take a lot of pride in in customizing um, menus for people. So we're we're definitely not, um, you know, a cookie cutter in our approach to you know our menu packages and that kind of stuff. If people um, you know don't see something on our packages that they'd like. Um, and they want to, you know, us to experiment with some recipes and, and create custom uh, items for them. That's that's not a problem whatsoever. That's cool. So you create bespoke um, options depending on what people want, and you cook everything fresh on site. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got uh, quite a bit of different uh, types of equipment to, to be able to facilitate that. Wow, that's phenomenal. I'm, I'm sure I've probably tasted some of your amazing food and just not known it. Um, so we know that COVID-19 has impacted businesses across the spectrum, uh, some businesses being more impacted than others. What impact has the pandemic had on your business and how have you been coping? Well, it's it's been in the short term, we'll say detrimental to, to our business. Um, I think in the span of about 48 hours we lost almost every single contract that we had for the early part of this year um it just just like that like sort of you know snap your finger and it's all gone um so it was it was hard to deal with in the in the beginning uh trying to sort of wrap my head around uh the fact that you know we've lost all of our business um a lot of this was actually going on while I was out of town, I was with a couple of colleagues. We were down in New Orleans doing a, a cooking competition, and I just started, you know, getting calls from my event planners and some specific clients and that kind of stuff, just canceling left, right, and center. And then to fly home, uh, you know, a couple of days early because of the the scare of, you know, just trying to get get home. Well, when things were sort of really uh, really ramping up, and there was talk of you know closing down borders and these sorts of things to you know coming home and the next day going into work and being, you know, super busy. Um, we had just started doing a, a large contract with the, uh, the third party uh, food service provider in the Ottawa airport, providing all of the grab and go for the whole airport, uh, as well as a lot of other um, jobs that we had going. So I had quite a roster of staff that I essentially had to just lay off everyone. Um, so it's uh, it quite difficult to deal with, and we weren't um, we weren't actually we don't have kind of like a take home food shop. A lot of other catering companies, um, you know, are diversified in that sense where they were you know continuing to do uh, you know take home meals and still had those kinds of offerings. Whereas we we didn't we didn't really have that. So kind of the only option for us at that point was to just completely shut down. Um, you know, we gave all the food that, uh, that we had, uh, we made a bunch of boxes up and dropped it off to, uh, 
know, all of our staff that we uh, unfortunately had to lay off due to this. Um, all the rest of the food went to the uh, the Ottawa Mission, and um, yeah, so we, you know, we we lost a lot, um, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it didn't just create a business challenge for you, but there was also like a huge personal challenge and impact. If you're open to it, can you tell us a little bit about your mom? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, my, my mom started to, to get sick and, and sort of get, you know, some of the symptoms of, of COVID and, um, you know, about a week later it got really bad and she said she went, uh, went to get tested and she, she, she did have it. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely scary. I mean, she's, you know, she's living on her own. Um, and you know, when you're talking to a loved one who can't really hold a conversation because they, they've completely lost their voice and they're coughing nonstop and they're, you know, they have mild pneumonia cause that's one of the symptoms and, you know, they're unable to sleep properly cause you can't lay down. Um, because of the fluid in your lungs from the pneumonia. It's just, you know, it was, it really, really hit home when it, when it got, um, that personal, um, thank God she's made a, you know, full recovery. Uh, I was actually out to see her, uh, earlier today. We went on a bike ride. Um, so she's, she's all good, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a scary, um, scary month while she was, uh, while she was going through it. That's for sure. Have you, been able to tap into any of the support packages that the various levels of government have announced? Has the federal government's financial aid program made a difference for you? Um, and then also what other government support would make a difference right now? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, there's definitely been some helpful packages like the, you know, the, the $40,000 uh, small business loan that's, uh, you know, zero interest is, is definitely helpful in, in times like this. Um, uh, the, the CERB uh, is, you know, some of our um, people that were subcontracting through us are, are, you know, taking advantage of that. And both of those were, um, you know, quite, quite easy to, uh, to apply for and receive. And, and, and it came quite quickly. Um, I know some of our employees had a few issues um, getting on uh, unemployment insurance, um, and that was difficult because you know they were trying to call in, but it was basically impossible. They were never able to really, you know, get through. So they're still they're still working on on you know figuring that out. Um, but the the rent relief. Um, subsidy that I guess is, is coming out is, um, is a bit of a tricky one. Um, you know, there are some businesses cause it, it, you had to be a decrease of, um, 70% in sales. So, you know, there's some businesses that I, I know of that, you know, maybe they were at 35% of sales from where they were last year and not at the 30%. So they're not, you know, they're not eligible for it. Um, which is very unfortunate because a lot of these people, you know, kind of went back to work at a, you know, with a, a skeleton um, staff and, and, you know, worked really hard to achieve those sales. So it's just, it's tough because there's just so many different unique scenarios. And I think people are, we're, you know, hoping to get answers faster than, than they actually are for, you know, some of these uh, individual programs. Yeah. And, you know, Invest Ottawa and the Board of Trade, they've also been working with some companies to offer support. Um, how has that made a difference for my catering group? 
well, it's actually made a big difference. I mean, I've, I've, I'm, you know, big fans of, of the, uh, of the auto world of trade and, and, uh, and invest Ottawa. Um, they've, you know, helped me out since, since day one, I was, uh, constantly attending seminars that invest Ottawa was uh, hosting back when they were back on uh, Aberdeen and uh, you know, they connected me actually with the, uh, the board of trade. So I've been a member uh, with them ever since. Um, but when this all happened, um, we were doing a, a very large contract for um, a large publicly traded company that is U S based and um, they were overdue on, on a lot of uh, a lot of payments, and the the accounts receivable was was uh, just about approaching six figures, and they were kind of ghosting me at that point. So um, I was able to um, you know talk to some people at uh, at Invest Ottawa and the the Board of Trade to uh, put a little bit of pressure on some of the higher ups in this company, um, and they were able to, um, you know, help me get that, that rectified, um, quite quickly. So I'm, I'm really, uh, really fortunate to be, you know, um, able to call upon these organizations for, for help, um, such as this with, with unique issues, um, and, you know, all the other things that they've helped me with, um, whether it's, you know, mentoring or, or grants, uh, in the past. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about, uh, about those two organizations are, uh, they've always been very, very supportive of, uh, of our business. That's for sure. Derek, how do you phase your company back to work and move forward? Well, it's, it's really going to be kind of a wait and see thing. I mean, um, you know, hopefully we can do it as fast as possible, but, um, just the reality is we're just going to have to wait and see kind of what legislature comes out, uh, as far as mass gatherings. Cause that's, that was, all of our business, right? So we are going to start, uh, I think next week, um, doing some sort of higher end takeout, uh, delivery meals. Um, but that will just be, you know, a drop in the bucket compared to what we were doing before this. So, you know, we're just going to kind of see, uh, what happens and bring people back, um, you know, slowly and hopefully sooner than later, um, you know, we'll be able to have our, our full roster of, of people back and planning events and cooking food and making people happy. Amazing. Thank you so much, Derek. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us and for sharing my catering group's experience and your own personal experience with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And a big thank you to you, our listeners, for joining us on this episode of Invested in Our New Reality. All of our episodes are available on the Invest Ottawa website, on Spotify, and on iTunes. And please, if you like what you're hearing, spread the word. We'd be thrilled if you share a link to the podcast with your social media followers. We have a new episode of Investing in Our New Reality coming up next week. But until then, I'm Siobhan Haskell-McIntosh, and I hope you stay strong, stay healthy, and stay safe. Mm-hmm.